welcome to a special episode of How Long to Beat. You probably noticed by the title. This is a new little segment we're doing called New Game Plus, where we revisit a topic from a previous podcast that we feel like we didn't quite dive into as much as we'd like to. Um, This is essentially a way for us to take a little bit of a break sometimes because we have busy lives. (laughs) So here you go. And this is our pre-recorded conversation about 13 Sentinels. Aegis Rim. (laughs) So to kick us off, Rick, I think you mentioned, so I'm just going to say, first off, the last time we talked about this game, (laughs) um, I think I've cooled a little bit on my opinion of this game like in, come in, to in, your senses yes, i thought you would Not eventually quite but um <laughs> i was just man when i was rec- when i when i played this game it was the worst week of these entire year it was a like literal hellscape outside it was so fucking yeah. hot and i was not in the right place to play this game at that point um but you said you want to talk about what our, our favorite and least favorite characters were um and personally yeah I- no, 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 sorry. Go ahead. I, I, in fact, just before we start, we're gonna be we're gonna be heavily spoiling. So, uh, you oh, owe yeah. it to yourself to play this game before you listen to this. this I mean, this this recording's not going anywhere. So yeah. you go somewhere, go and play the game, and then come back, and we'll be here waiting. Exactly. We will. Uh, we will. It'll be here for you when you're when you're done. I think my favorite character was probably Yuki Takamiya. Um, the you know long black hair lady uh because i think she was like i mean she was just kind of like the tough chick but like she also seemed to have kind of personality and like also i I thought the fact that like she was searching for natsuno was really interesting like it was like a an interesting plot line and like it had like internal motivations that were like a little more grounded for me it's like okay we're trying to find someone and then like the crazy stuff was still going on around her but like i felt a little more like just invested in in what was going on like i was like oh i know who natsuno is and i kind of know why well i mean you two are like best friends, but isn't it also implied that like she is Natsuno's mother in like the before times? Like she was um, her her child. original version, yeah. 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 Her, her, yeah. So I thought that was like a neat connection, and then the idea that they grow up as best friends—it's like they're still like they're still sort of drawn to each other um, in that way. It was like it was I was like, oh, that's really cool. I kind of wish they did a little more with it, but yeah, I really I really liked her um, quite a bit. I don't even. The rest were sort of blah for me, so I'm not really sure who like my least favorite is. I mean, maybe, um, maybe Goto just because he's nothing. Like I, I like Goto is interesting, but he just he's nothing. He's no one. You know what I mean? Like he's not even really a person. He's just kind of like a plot contrivance. Yeah. You could say Fluffy. I would. I would allow that. So I know you didn't like him one bit. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> the fluffy yeah. was very interesting though i i liked where they went with fluffy stroke q stroke shiba yeah i yeah. thought, I, that, I was thought okay that was super interesting yeah, yeah um, but by the way i know fluffy more as chipo because that's the japanese name that i keep hearing and that stuck more right in the end <laughs> i also thought what the her their little friend um Fuyusaka, BJ. Oh, not BJ, sorry. you know, Fuyusaka and Kisaragi's friend, um, is it Sa- Sawatari or something? Miwako. Oh, Miwako. She, Miwaka, she yeah, annoyed Miwaka. me at first because like her English voice is a little like, ah, but she's also kind of funny because I'm just like, there's this like poor AI construct who's just being like fucking pulled around by all these people. <laughs> it's just sort of was like, just kind of felt bad for that character. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I liked Ogata's campaign the most. I liked the sort of Groundhog Day thing that they did with that, and especially because you only finish that route in the late game. Uh, there's some interesting revelations of the meta chips and some of the other stuff that ties into that. But I think my favorite character is probably Natsuno. Um, I loved the whole thing with um, with BJ, almost the ET sort of thing, where she's hiding this little robot and also discovering what's going on in the Sentinels. Um, I also really liked um, a Segigahara um, with the whole like this mm. guy thought he was brought up in 1945 and seeing him have to adapt um, to everything, and then obviously the the, the little thing, the the rivalry between um, American hamburgers or whatever they called them and uh, yakisoba. Yeah. That was uh, 
That's the one. Yeah. Um, oh, it's Hamburg steaks is what they called them. That's it's the one. Hamburg steaks and Jackie Salapan. Oh, fucking Yakuza. Yes. Man. I see half the day's favorite, actually. Fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also did quite like Megami, aka the Yakisoba Pan Angel. Oh, the yeah, Yakisoba Pan Yeah. Um, I think my favorite. Well, what's your least favorite had... though, Rick? <laughs> oh, I am sorry. No, that's okay. I need you. Yeah, pick um, one. <laughs> I found Chihiro kind of annoying. Mm, yeah. Is that is that what she's called? Like the the young version, stroke really 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 old version yeah. um, of Iori. Yeah, that's Chihiro. Oh, you're Chihiro. Yeah, Chihiro. Right, yeah. Uh, no, Keitaro Miura is a male character. Well, she's called Chihiro Miura. Oh, it's Chihiro Miura. Yeah, sorry. Because yes, yeah. she's she's the, the uh, young one is yeah, a Miura, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, that's fair. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Pala? Um, for my favorite character, I think I have to go with Yuki because. First of all, she's an absolute queen, and I stand by her. Um, but we stand. We stand. Um, one of the things I enjoy, like generally about the game, is how they do the different animations for each character, of how they thinking, how they standing, how they walk. And there was something about Yuki's, uh, like really dignified walk, that yeah. had this like air of confidence around her, and I really like that. I. Um, not only that, but the, the whole thing, like, she was trying to uh, look for uh, her friend. She had this internal conflict because she's a very proudful person, mm-hmm. but she had to yield to the, uh, like, uh, to the people that were, like, pretty much blackmailing her. Like, if she doesn't do the thing, her friend... Completely no more, like so. I have a friend like kind of disappeared at what at one point, and she was like looking everywhere for her, and like that dichotomy of the character, like she she feels like an ice queen, especially when she's interacting with um with Amiguchi. Like she's really Called to him, but to be fair, the guy is really annoying, especially at the start. <laughs> um, and very bushy. And but when it comes to Natsuno, she you can feel that she really cares about her, and the genuine feeling that I see from her and the internal like terror that she's going through um makes the character really, really interesting in my eyes. Also, Natsuno with the whole VJ thing and she thinking it was aliens and all the ET stuff. I really enjoyed her her story and how she was like one of the more um, energetic characters, like being thrown like for a loop. Like everyone was like, super fucking serious about everything, and Natsuno had this thing that she was going like to find the aliens and stuff, but still like. They don't feel like lean into that more, you know. Like I agree with you. Like her, like mission, be like, oh, it must be the aliens. I was like, that's pretty adorable. (laughs) Yeah, it it was pretty cute, and I think I I said this like on the on the chat, but when she was like interacting with Viura, I I genuinely like how they 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 bounce off of each other, especially because Viura is like so much of a prude, especially because he was like, um, he grew up like in old Japan, like during the World War. So the this kind of like clash between the eras they were rose in uh, and how they were like educated to interact with other people. Um, I kind of wish that we saw a little bit more of that because I don't know if it was on Miura's or in um, Hijijama brought when they started like talking about the yakisoba pan and the uh, Amber steak. Like for a while, I actually forgot they were like from a different era. So I wish they used that a lot more than they did. 
so yeah, that that's that's like from my favorite. And Ogak Ogata's Road was just uh very interesting and at last. I have um like the whole Groundhog Day thing. I kinda have like um a disjoint in my in my brain because it's supposed to be seeing like the the area that day, but it seems to have been like it, it it has been modified to an extent. So I'm like, okay, you are like in this kind of time loop, but it isn't really a time loop because reasons. But you're looking into your memories, but how do you know what happened if if memories didn't happen? Uh, so that. Point in particular was a little bit weird to me, but the overall feeling of being trapped in this thing and then having this other character rescue him from this uh, perceived time loop, um, kind of like added this layer to of complexity of this already like convoluted world. Hmm. Okay, but and what's your least think, favorite? <laughs> um, my, my least favorite. Um, I don't want to say Goto because, like, even if he was like the the encyclopedia son, as I call him, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he still had something going on. Like he was like the okay, yeah. But who's your least? You're, you're was, <laughs> dancing around. Right? The, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's <laughs> because okay. I'm still thinking if I like Euro less or I, if I like Megumi less. Mm. Um, because Yuro feels like a very like piece of bread kind of character. Like it's your average high school boy that doesn't really have a lot going on from for him, but he becomes interesting as the story goes on. And the thing about Megumi that I don't like is how clingy he was. She was to Yuro right, because Yuro yeah. is he's no more. Um, but she still clings to that sliver of hope that, and that's why she pretty much did everything that she, I mean, Fluffy told her to do. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like her character is just about recovering the old judo and sticking to the past. Yeah, I was sort of. I am not sure the fun of it. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to agree that I was a little, I was just a little bit confused. And like, this could just be me not clocking it right but it seemed to be the implied that juro izumi saved megumi um in like in like the real like their world thing right like um in, in when she was a child and i was like what's going on here because like megumi seems to be like in love with juro which i was like huh like, did they have a relationship at that point? Because, like, I thought Juro seemed to have something with Chihiro in that future time, but maybe not. But, like, uh, anyway, I was just like, but she was a hey. child, wasn't she? Like, I'm like, what's going on? Allow me to explain. This is completely as fuck. The Juro Izumi of the spaceship that was, like, pretty much I like, playing yeah. is the clone from the Del Juro uh, Izumi. It is, like, kind of like an illegal clone of him. The general? Uh, no, the 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 Jiro Izumi, the one that rescued Megumi, or yeah. the one that took Megumi in. Yeah, that is a clone from the uh, Izumi that was on jail. The four oh six, I think it was. Four two six. Who? Yes, four two six. Who is yeah. who is also Q? Who is also Shiba? Who is also Fluffy? Yeah, and it's that so... version of Juro that has the thing with Morimura. Yeah, the version of Judo that rescued uh, Megumi, that took Megumi in, uh, these people that were in this spaceship were the ones to be cloned uh, okay. to give rise to the other humans. So actually, Megumi is a clone from the original Megumi. And then you have the other world that was like created by the, um, not the Sentinels, like the, the, the demons. The Dynasty. So what yeah. you're saying though is that so that's the Euro uh, Euro Isumi that was there lost his memories. He was his memories were erased because otherwise he would have been an empty shell of himself. 
But hold on, hold on. What you're saying, though, is that the Juro Izumi who rescued him was an adult and fell in love with child. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. The body. Okay, you're sorry, yeah. It's the same Juro. So Izumi and Karabe are the same person, effectively. What happens yeah. is Izumi spends too long in the Sentinel defending yes. um, the world that, that he and Megumi are in. Because of the nanomachines, that puts so much of a toll on his brain that it, it essentially fries it. So in an effort yeah. to save save him, the the identity of Juro Karabe is constructed. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, but what about this future thing, though? Like, there's, like, this future thing where um, this, like, adult Juro saves Megumi. Like, what the hell is that? Is that just randomness? Um, it's, so a that's how it's a different person. It's a different person altogether. The Juro Izumi that lost his memories is a clone <laughs> from that Juro. This is one of the interesting things with the game because it, it plays with that and it does resolve all of them but like there's two shoes uh there's technically two tomies because you've got the the yeah. digital version that's stuck in the satellite um there's, there's like there's three there's there's three of iori because there's the morimura version um the there's iori version. and the chihiro version yeah. and because initially you don't realize that there's multiple people it messes you around because it's like well how can they do this and this and that's part of the intrigue and the way that it pulls it together, assuming that it takes you all the way, which clearly it didn't for you because you're, you're suffering from heat. I, um, that's not the only reason, but okay. <laughs> let's, let's, um, I'm going to blame it primarily. This is a good, a good segue into mechanical cohesion then, um, like talking about the cohesiveness of the game. Because one thing, that, one thing that I feel was a bit of a weakness for the game is that I, I didn't really feel like the like the tactics game and the narrative segments like connected very, very well, or, or as well as I kind of would have liked. Um, because part of the issue is like, it sort of felt like, you know, they gate off progress, right? You have to complete certain things before you can keep moving on, which personally, um, I understand it from like a sort of storytelling and sort of like, just like logistics standpoint probably for the team but i'm also a little bit like you cowards just let me have it all let me have it all <laughs> you know but i also i also get it you know what i mean like i get it like but i kind of wish the game would just let you go for it yeah the the narrative it's impressive that it works as is in the way that yeah. the product comes together i the only reason it works at all is because they make sure that certain things can't happen yeah out of sequence like there's, there's a few beats that you have to hit, and some of those are tied into the combat. I do think they... I I wouldn't necessarily call them cowards, but I think it's a fair criticism that they didn't back themselves enough in terms of the combat gameplay and, and being like, this is what we've done and we're proud of it. Yeah. Because it, it's good, mm. but they skewed it too easily and they, they, they made it too easy to sort of box away as a player. And I, I sort of wish that they'd, they'd gone for that a bit more. It makes sense narratively albeit only really at the end where you sort of see where both sides were going. And I yeah. I think that's a fair criticism of the game, albeit not one that, that I found particularly bothersome. Yeah, I think the combat will bother you more if you didn't like do a lot of it before you have to do it. So yeah. one thing they could have gone with is like get the story progress a little bit like in smaller sections. So at least you have to do some amount of combat like during the story or like in the prologue like yeah. in the prologue I, I feel like it was better done in terms of you have to mix things up because that's the prologue uh, the prologue wants you to do that yeah hmm. i agree with you that prologue but i also think it's like it's kind of a mechanical cheat to just kind of be like oh it's locked you have to go play this do you know what i mean like i i think i sort of it's like yeah it's this balancing thing uh -huh. that they're not i'm not they're not I'm, they're not i'm not it's not an enviable position i'll put it this way where they were in for like figuring this out but i do think that it's like again if you were to try something like this again 
really making it seem like it's necessary. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like you uh-huh. want to do it where it's like, I, I need to go fight these battles or I have to go do this thing. And like, I want to. Um, whereas right now, like you're saying, I feel like even if you checkpointed the story more, it would just feel still like, oh, fuck, I gotta go do the fucking thing again, right? Um, and I think yeah. it'd be more bothersome if it interrupted you more. I think yeah. that would be an issue. Yeah, I'm also right. a difficult. I actually played the combat until I couldn't and then went back mm-hmm. to the story rather than the other way around, which I gather is how you both played it. I was sort actually, of mixed a little. <laughs> yeah, actually, like, went through the, like, three to four uh, chapters of the story and then, like, went to the combat until, like, it was like, okay, time for the story again. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, I think what could have been interesting, I'm not sure if I would have necessarily liked it more or less, um, and I don't know how you necessarily quite fit it with the narrative, but if you'd had... Um, instead of a, a gate, some kind of like threat meter, almost like you have in the newer XCOMs mm. that Fraxis did, and and you have to engage in battles so often to keep that threat down. Obviously, obviously, because of the way that the narrative plays out, you could never sort of completely bring it down. But I think mm. that might um, give it a bit more of the urgency that you're sort of looking for, Alex, and also yeah. um, lend a bit more to the choice of when to engage in the combat mm-hmm. from from the player POV. Um, that could be cool. That's a nice thought experiment. Yeah, um, I think uh, th- this is probably a bad example, but I'm thinking like Persona Four or Persona Three, where you have like the social thing that is kind of like optional, but it helps you in some way on the other part of the game. Mm. I, um, I don't know how you do it like um, the other way around, but for example, in Persona Four, you have to have beaten the pal- the boss, the dungeon by a certain date or otherwise something happens though mm. so i think that would like go back to the gate for for gating purposes only yeah and uh-huh. or, or the meter effectively does that because it, it's by a certain percentage rather than a certain date and because the, mm. the narrative's so much stricter um it it's gonna play out in a pretty predictable way anyway there's only so many story segments you can play and you can't exactly fail them yeah, and like yeah. I have to admit, the the percentage is like uh, a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways. You know, like having those percentage bars because you're just kind of like, holy shit, how much more? <laughs> and like you see that there, and like, do you know what I mean? It's like it's kind of weird, and like I I appreciate it being there, but then I'm also like at times I go like, I have this much left. Oh no! But then I also realize that I often do this with games anyway. Like I'll look up like how how many. Um, stages how long to be yeah, <laughs> right so you know i don't know if i want to be like Ugh, i don't like that because i'm like i don't know maybe i do but like sometimes it's like a little bit of i don't know it it, it made me feel a little bit like i was going through a checklist um a little a little too much personally like with some of the, like the narrative stuff like it's just like oh i gotta get this part and this part and this part um just too bad and i don't know it, yeah just the piecemeal approach to it. Like I, I talk about the like thing where it's like, it's sort of, you know, you, you're, you're fettered out like little pieces is interesting. Um, I just like, we've sort of talked about this a little bit. I felt like some of them just weren't really as interesting. And so they kind of like, and, and, and not even in the sense, like, cause I, I don't want to come across as saying like, not interesting is like, there's not enough happening. And it's like, no, it's just, there often wasn't enough character motivations, right? Cause there's so much happening. Yeah. Like you're saying, uh-huh. It's just sometimes it's like, for instance, Hijiyama is one where it's like, well, he's just going to eat some food and he doesn't seem to have much motivations at all, really, except to try and find, um, you know, his love interest there. What's uh, what's his name? Is it Ogata? Uh, no. Uh, no, it's no, um, no. Okino. Okino. Yeah. Okino. Okino. Yeah. That is it. He's just kind of like his whole like, what's his mission? What's his like driving uh, goal? And it's like, where Okino? where Okino go, you know? Um, and I'm like, that's not much of a character, you know? Um, but I also you... like that by contrast, because then you have Megumi, who's like, I have to save this guy by, like, betraying most of my friends. Mm-hmm. Or you have, like, um, Ogata, who's like, I have to, to save us and break out of this time loop. And I think it, it's yeah. there's a utility to having... Um, stakes are a little bit lower and giving it some of that contrast and i think that's one of the pros of that approach because there's so many different threads there's such a satisfaction in playing a little bit of juro story and then you find out a little bit about 
Ryoko and the fact that she's taking the same pills. And then you play a bit of Ryoko's story. And uh, now you're learning that Goto's up to no good in one way or another. And just the way that it sort of takes you around all these characters and in such a path. And the way that that's so unique to you in the way that you decide to play through those different stories. Um, but, it, but I think but, the way you play the different stories also affect how much you enjoy the game. Maybe, maybe. I, yeah, like, yeah. go ahead, Alex. No, no, go ahead, Paula. I, I think you're on to something here. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, like, if you're, like, only centering, like, on like a single character, like you're gonna get a different experience uh, as if you start like following like the breadcrumbs that the game starts leaving you. Mm. Because I feel if you, I want to say if you separate like the experiences too much, then you'll forget of a plot point that happened on one road and why is it important in the other? Because I, uh, yeah. Yeah, like especially and um, in case anyone is not is still here and don't want to be spoiled, like get out of here. But <laughs> in the case of Duro, like the I think the best part of of that route was when you notice that your friend that that Duro's friend only Duro can see him can see him mm-hmm. and then yeah. if you go immediately after to the two route you see that Yuri is talking to himself most of the time mm-hmm. yeah. but if i went and play another route like in between i think the impact of it would have been lessened yeah yeah and that, that that's probably fair but i to an extent that's an in- inevitability when you when you're playing with so many different pieces of string and to the game's credit the um, the ability to go back and watch certain scenes, um, just how comprehensive the um, index section is that that lists all the different aspects of the game, um, and the way that that unfurls with the narrative, it's it's no mean feat to coordinate that in such a way that it works properly across everything that the game has to offer, mm. and. I I almost felt like a bit of a detective because there were there were certainly parts where I got to something it's like hang on I know that's important for something else or you know I, I felt like I'd heard something that was relevant but the gap had sort of um, opened up in my head and being able to go back in in the index and, and put that piece together for myself um, there was something really engaging about that in addition to playing the game as it were yeah I can... um, like. Honestly, I was having like this mental corkboard with all these things like tying together. Exactly, yeah. Over here, uh... Yeah, well, I was just saying, like, I, I, because I understand that. I think the problem is that, like, for me at least, I just, um, there were just like too many MacGuffins in the sense of like, um, I like I love sci-fi I do but it it just Mm -hmm. got a little it was just it felt like a little too much there was just like too much going on you know like it's it's enough to um try and make a a statement on AI to make a statement on androids to make a statement on like you know all these like colonization like all this stuff and then like to do all of it um a little convoluted for me so like the detective things I think the issue is that if if you buy in on it I think you're right. Yeah, you can start to feel like a detective and you're kind of piecing it together. But like, I think if if it bucks you off and you're just a little bit like, eh, not interested, then it just kind of turns into this slog of like, okay, what are we talking about now? Oh, clones too? Who'd have thought? You know, like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like whenever they would introduce a new thing, I was just like, oh my God, yeah, of course there's this as well. It's like a nano machines and this and that. And you're like in the viruses and now the, now the AI are in here. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. Um, they did interesting stuff with the nano machines though. It wasn't just like everything's the nano machines. There was like a, a specific rule set to how they operate. And that, that fed through consistently. Uh, and I, I feel like it's handled well certainly better than most things where nano machines become involved in media because i feel like they really are like a deus ex machina yeah. almost all of the time and and they had a significant role to play in the way that the story pans out but i i never felt like 
it devolved into that. Into that, yeah. Well, the nano machines itself weren't like a huge issue. It's just like there was just so much around it that, like, mm. you know what I mean. Like, I, I kind of wish maybe they had focused on like one or two of these things and like really went in depth with them because, to me, it sort of felt like a cursory glance at a lot of a lot of sci-fi concepts um, without ever yeah. really kind of piercing the heart of these things and like really investigating them, which is fair considering that they're doing such a different style of narrative. So maybe they were overwhelmed in the first place, but yeah, I just sort of like, you know what I mean? That was kind of the thing where I went like, ah, we're like, we're touching on interesting things, but I'm, I'm wishing we were going a little deeper into these concepts um, or, or even just allowing to see how that actually affects a person. You know, like that was part of my complaints is that sometimes the characters you mentioned sort of just sort of felt like um, like the plot was happening to them. Um, and I didn't know who they were that much. And I was sort of missing a little bit of this. Like, how would this affect you, though? Um, and then some do do. So you would have almost yeah. preferred it if there'd been like eight Sentinels, for example. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like like a few less, a few less. um pair back a couple of the ideas a little bit and like um just ground it a little bit more like and that's just my personal taste like i'm a little more interested in like a slightly more grounded sci-fi um i mean when i think about examples it's uh what's that oh no what's that show uh amazon saved it on um which one I'll, i'll i'll remember in a second and i'll let you know um but yeah that's that's kind of kind of where I am. Oh, The Expanse, The Expanse. That's it. Um, Like The Expanse is a great example of something that takes like some sci-fi concepts, but it it sort of grounds them a little bit more and you like, you learn a little more about the, about the characters themselves. And that's just my personal taste, you know, but if you like grandiose shit, Oh, this game's got it for you. (laughs) Yeah. I was, other thing that I mentioned while playing this game is that it felt a little bit like what the Science Adventure series, you know, like Chaos Head, Stainsgate, and Erotic Notes mm-hmm. is supposed to be doing like for, I don't know if they're doing like a grand finale, but there were like talks about like having like all of the characters from, or at least all the concepts for the series, like doing them all together or something like that. At some point, when I was playing 13 Sentinels, I was like, wait a second, like, this was this was before, like, I discredited, like, the time, ta- the time travel theory. Because it was like, hey, it has robots, it has time travel, and I think it has, like, this perception thing that, that you're, like, seeing things that aren't really there. And those are elements from the science adventures that had being explored individually one like one on each um game alongside with ai and some other stuff so at that point there was so much going on with with the world of this game that that was like a red flag saying this is not what is happening to some extent Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think that that as a tangent is a problem with media in general. Like, I feel like our generation is so savvy with media that you you sort of dig yourself into a hole where all the tropes have been done and all the inversions of those tropes have been inverted. So often you're in a situation where you can see the ways that that it can go and you can't be surprised anymore. Like, um, we were watching some rubbish TV, um, like comedy murder mystery thing. Um, the other week and there was a guy who was acting incredibly suspicious and you know immediately like he's too suspicious to actually be the one who's done it yeah and that sort of kneecaps it as a thing and it's sort of interesting hearing you say that and and sort of interface with that thing that i've noticed with other media generally well that's i mean yeah not to bring it onto tv but like i watched mayor of east town a while back and it's like one of those murder mystery shows and that was actually a show that did it extremely well and the fact that you I mean, if you really thought intensely, intensely, you maybe could have figured it out, but it wasn't obvious at all because they had two separate crimes going on throughout it. But that's what they did. They limited it to two, two, you know, mysteries. Um, and then it was character stuff. That was the rest of it. It was like really focusing on the character. And I think like what you're saying is, mm-hmm. is kind of correct there is that like 
plot lines themselves are not necessarily all that interesting anymore. You know, like like we you admit we've seen most plot lines, but what do we grab onto? We grab onto the people. We grab onto their conflicts with one another. We grab onto um, who they are and how they navigate these worlds. And I think that's something that Thirteen Sentinels is just missing a little bit. And again, this is, <laughs> bleed into another new game plus we'll be doing in a little while is part of the thing with like storytelling in general in games at the moment is that like. I just, I just sort of feel like that character interpersonal stuff is just not really there yet, or we just haven't really figured out, like, how do we do it well in a game, you know? Like, what's the best way of making that happen? Um, and this was an example where there are some examples, though, where they do do it well in this game. Like I said, I think the Yuki stuff is interesting, and I think there's actually some, like, good interpersonal shit going on there. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think it, it, it maybe leans too heavily onto its plot, which... Um, then sort of allows you to distance yourself a little bit from its characters. I don't know. What, what do you guys um, think? One of the things that I was thinking is how little, you know, like from the characters before everything starts happening mm. in the sense of we already know that Q was really like just an illusion just to judo to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, so... At some point, I have to start asking, how did Judah and Chu start hanging out? Why is Judah going to his place to play video games besides, well, having Q telling him to? Mm. Which, by the way, once you realize Q is never the one talking with Amiguchi, mm-hmm. uh, it just went like, oh, I see what you did there. But that aside, like... It's the I see dead people thing. <laughs> Yeah, like the thing is, is that you have these characters with a life, but you also know that things can be fed to them, like via the VHS tapes that Jiro uh, and Amiguchi watch, or even like just seeing stuff because the whole the world itself was an illusion. So, by that standards, like. Did this character like really know each other like before everything went to shit? Like, mm. in the sense that I think Natsu, not uh, talk about like her memories like with with her parents and with Yuki at some point, mm. or how Judo and 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 her grandmother were like uh, no and Judo's grandma and her were neighbors, but. There's 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 this disconnect with most of the characters and what their life used to be that versus what their life is now. Because wasn't it isn't the I, implication I, that it's implanted memories? Exactly, that's it, the yeah. thing. Some of it, like, but how much of it is implanted memories? Because at this point, you might be say you might as well say this whole game is alive. It's implanted memories. <laughs> it's also worth remembering that it's it's not like these are thirteen friends that happen to come together. It's like thirteen people who lived in the same shared the same. universe with all these yeah. AIs, and it just happens to be that these are the ones who are real people. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Miwa Chan's a great example of that because it's like she's a core part of the friendship group of Tomi and Iori even though she's in she's an AI and that that sort of splits between um I'll be and honest. yeah maybe, maybe they could have gone into more and explained it but i think that there's something to be said for not explaining every single little thing about your narrative there's some things that you can yeah leave to inference or interpretation or, or whatever else and that's fine that's part yeah, of that's it. fine but there's like a level of depth that i'm missing and that i feel would have rounded out the characters more like, it's okay if they don't know, like, everyone knows each other, like, from the very start. But, like, uh, I kind of got a glimpse of what uh, a pass was, and that was, like, part of the story. But what's the deal with Godo? Like, what what was he like before this shit? Or, like, um... Especially because this is... This as, is- as, as, as sick as is sounds i would have actually know a little bit more like about judah and you know isumi and and megumi like before everything happened because then maybe you could see like why megumi was so hung up with the guy like yeah if if i didn't see 
like a genuine connection between these two. And I only see Megumi just arriving to Juro's life and pretty much harassing him. I'm not doing I like the character. Yeah. It's kind of hard because like this is a game that's based around 13 characters, right? Protagonists. Yeah. And yet there's clearly more love paid to certain characters than others, right? Like you think with Goto and Yeah. It's, it's and that happens a lot, especially like in character centric games. Yeah. It's kind of uh, a, it's, it's, Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say so it's almost more a narrative piece as a collective. Like obviously, um there's thirteen protagonists and I, mm-hmm. it, it's indisputable that some get slightly more attention and, and care than others. I think that's inevitable when you when you're juggling that many balls. But it, it's more about the overarching plot than it is about any singular character within it. And I understand why you might sort of come into it and, and come out of it with the with the impression that you would have liked more from those. But I think that's not quite what vanilla we're aiming for with this. Uh, for better or for worse, you know, whether whether that yeah. speaks to your taste or not. And I think that's... Oh, yeah, that, oh, yeah. that is fair. That is uh, totally fair. But when you have, like, so much to work with, when you don't go, like, in depth, like, in many aspects, like, you still feel that there's something missing. Like, not only there were, like, these 13 characters, but also the original 13 characters. Um, and that was a big part of the mystery too. Like even their original self, some did get more love than others. Yeah, for sure. Well, some are more relevant to to that aspect of the story than others. Um, mm-hmm, like, like Shina Nome in her like twenty one eighty nine incarnation only exists to be jilted by Amaguchi and was it no Ida. Yes. Either that's the one, and um, as a result, like do the sabotage that she does that kicks off the whole narrative. Who she is as a person isn't like it would be nice to know. It would be nice to know loads of things, but it isn't necessarily relevant to the overarching narrative that they're trying to tell. And so it's kind of understandable that they don't give her that much attention in in that space. Yeah, I think uh-huh. that's sort of what makes me sort of sad, though. It's like if you're calling your game Thirteen Sentinels, it's like you know what I mean. Like the focus is on them, right? Um, and we spent all the time talking about the people, not the robots. Shake my head. Exactly right, but that's the thing. We're so focused on the people, you know. <laughs> like it's like that's who matter. It's the Sentinel pilots, and it's like, like I get what you're saying about the overarching narrative, but like you already enter into this game thinking I'm going to learn about thirteen people, you know, and I'm going to learn about mm-hmm. them in this interesting thing, and so it's like. Yeah, I was yeah, just, um, I was disappointed. To I be more. fair, like the <laughs> the state of uh, the state of the world, like itself, before and after, everything was known through the people. So knowing more, like about the people, intrinsically means knowing more about the world they came from, mm. and that would have even helped the overall narrative to some extent because. You know, Judo Izumi is an illegal clone. You know that shit is happening and the world is fucked, right? Like, before everything starts happening. Uh, you also know about the nanomachines, and I think there was like a pattern design thing that came out before it, it has to be, and the nanomachines end up being like the end of the world to some extent, and the nanomachine virus is what ended up affecting every everyone. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. even like knowing more, like knowing these little details about how the world was just made even like the present day even more interesting because like these characters are clones from other characters that are where they went through shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they don't linger enough on some little aspects of it to really um uh, to really totally nail uh, the the overall like concept of the world, and on that note, like the how the game wrapped up, like it felt like the it was like building up uh, for a while, and then the 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 conclusion of the short the the ending of the story, like this happened to fast, like I don't know. 
Hmm. Yeah. I can't say I felt that myself, but I don't know if I felt that particular but I did sort of feel like when it ended, I was like, oh, okay. That's that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, we got new Adam and Adam and Eve here. All right. <laughs> Jerome wow. and be doing their thing. But um yeah. It clearly it speaks to me in a way that it doesn't speak to you too, and that's absolutely fine. Oh, what yeah. we can all agree what we can all agree on is the game is fucking gorgeous. Yes, that I can it agree on. Gar- I would like to see more visual novels in this sort of 2D like watercolor style. I was like, that was I, I it was never not gorgeous. The, the tactical part was hideous, but that's only <laughs> <laughs> but that's only because it was just like neon. <laughs> just like, oh, things are exploding. But man, that visual It was novel, a different look for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a look that I bet would have looked real fucking nice on about a four inch OLED display. I, I wonder what platform that could have been that it might have one day released on. Yeah, right. Uh, God, it would have looked good I'm on sad. that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. On a big screen TV, you're just like, what is happening? <laughs> oh. um, yeah, like, I could. I wanted to. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the, uh, um, the, um, I just wanted to make sure that Rick doesn't think I hate the game because I actually don't. And the 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 reason I'm like so like this could have been so much for is because I enjoy it so much. Like because I, I enjoy it, I wanted to see more. That's that's the thing. I know where you're both coming from because I've I've been exactly there. When you've got like a, an eight out of ten. Yeah, and you feel like you can see exactly where those two points were lost, and and we do it every week with one game or another, and mm. you end up just spending so much time talking about where it dropped the twenty that that you forget to sort of praise and enjoy and appreciate the eighty, even though you do when it, when it comes to actually talking about it, you're just like, I wish they'd done this and this and this, and then it would have been perfect. Without saying, but it's still great. Yeah, it could. Yeah, it, 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 it was perfect, and you're both wrong. But you know, <laughs> fine. I, it, it was still great, and I still sent a lot of message at was it like four, five a.m. Oh, to you, you sent tons, yeah. It was the whole redacted document so, on yeah. Discord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It just felt trying a couple of things for me. Yeah, visually and like audio i thought was good too music was like fine it wasn't anything like whoa but it also wasn't like how fucking dare you it was fine i don't know oh no no the soundtrack is incredible i i have it on on the regular though listen i have to say (laughs) when they're fighting in the sentinels and then future kisaragi starts singing i literally burst out laughing i was like this is the corniest thing i've ever seen but which is fine because listen this is coming from the guy who loves Yu-Gi-Oh, which is stupid so like i'm fine with that sometimes but it was a little silly Uh, i thought the voice acting was really good i I thought that was fantastic and i mean i'm sure it was excellent at japanese as well but like the english voice acting was like it was really really good um i skipped a lot of it but it was really really good (laughs) Yeah, yeah I mean, actually, like, on, fun sorry. fact, but the girl from Shimami Tensei 5 has the same voice actor uh, than Chinonome. Oh. Interesting. Like Japanese okay. or, or English? In Japanese. And actually, that one is, uh, that one is like, that, that voice actor, I, I stand because there are so many games there are so many games and so much anime that i watch it's like oh she's here too and she's fantastic because <laughs> the range of voice acting that she has is crazy but that is not here out there sorry well i don't know about y'all but we we certainly went through the ringer on this one um do we have do we want to do we want to wrap up do we have any sort of concluding thoughts about 13 sentinels aegis rim i just want to reiterate go and find the soundtrack even if you don't play the game the soundtrack is chef kiss especially the the intro track and there's which battle music is it? it's valine v-a-l-i-n-e um that's just six minutes of like aggressive battle strings and it just works oh It didn't really stick with me. Like, I can't remember any of it off the top of my head, but, like, I, it wasn't something when I was playing that I was like, ooh, like, I was like, oh, this is good. Um, it just didn't impact me quite as much. You too, by, if I say that the, the music, like, the the singer, like, singing at, at the final battle is corny, but I fucking love it. Like, I took it. The moment that theme started, like, the song is, uh, forget the context, but the song itself, like, oh, no, the song's good. <laughs> So I find the moment I was like battling with that and 
on the background. You just got to understand where I was at that moment. Cause like I'd been playing this for so long and I was like, this game's just ridiculous. And then this happens. And I was like, <laughs> this is like this, you know what I mean? I was like, this would never, ever happen. Like, you know what I'm Like it's just one of those, well, I, mean, I, I can't none of it that. would it's a ever crazy ever thing. Happen. Yeah. Nothing would happen, but it's just like, <laughs> it's at that point where you're like, I was just like, I just laughed. I was like, this is so silly. And I was like, whatever, it's fine. I'll just listen to the, to this bop of a song and we'll just go through it. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I would recommend this game um, for people to try. Um, but just with the caveat that it's like, if it, if it doesn't grip you by like the time you've completed even like the first of the tactical like wave stuff, just you bounce off you know like because like you're gonna know pretty quick if this game is like for you i think because like i realized pretty quickly in that i was like shit i don't think i'm i don't think it's i don't think this narrative's bit me and it's just such a big narrative that like yeah just just think like by the time you you're like like by the time you're like starting like to pick the the stories you want to follow if that didn't suit you then you're not gonna have a good time because that's the game, pretty much. Yeah, but if you're in, yeah, it, you're once you've played the prologue, you basically know what you're in for. That's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'd even say give it a little more than just the prologue, right? It's like like a little, you know, like because um, it does sort of open up in, in interesting ways after that. But yeah, anyway, that's our that's our uh, first new game plus on Thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim. Uh, we're gonna be doing these every once in a while where we're just gonna tackle something that we talked about before. Um, the next one you'll probably hear is going to be about storytelling in video games. And boy, do we have lots of thoughts on that. Yeah, we do. We got lots. I mean, this whole thing was like kind of a prologue to storytelling in video games. Um, but, in, but in, you know, I still want to say this is an interesting case study on that. So um, mm-hmm. put, put it on that. But anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week with our regular programming. Toodaloo. Bye. Take it easy and go play fucking 13 Sentinels, please. <laughs> <laughs>